following show is for comedy only and is purely for the sake of entertainment. The stories, characters, and people affiliated with this show talk about hypothetical situations for laughs. Listener discretion advised. San Quentin, what good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? my heart and mind and you warp my soul your stone walls turn my blood a little cold San Quentin may you rot and burn in hell hello yo what's going on man oh man uh having me an extra moment there I was on uh zoom for a little while but I, I, I downloaded the app for some, like, classes and stuff, but I never used it. So, uh, yeah, I got lost there. I got lost there for a minute. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, no, I oh, was – It's uh, all on my end. Trust me. <laughs> I, I mean, was uh, – I literally got – I got dragged into the 21st century kicking and screaming about eight years ago. So, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well – you know, sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. And I guess in this particular circumstance, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but the good news is uh, we can connect. So, you know, hey. it's on. <laughs> well, uh, how you doing, man? Oh, doing good, man. I got a lot going on uh, in the middle of uh, moving, uh, you know, and then all the other usual bullshit that entitles life. That's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, so I know. Uh, I know you, I'm good because I make life good. So I I know you as mutual aid or mutualist aid, excuse me, and I know you as uh, anarchist and gray. But what can I call you? Uh, you can call me Sven. Sven. Sven Stevenson. Sven. Okay. Nice <laughs> to me. Nice to hey, Nice to finally get a voice to the to the personality, Sven. Yes, sir. So um. Like I said in the uh, in the DMs, I reached out to you because, uh, man, I tell you what, I'm getting my ass kicked every Saturday with uh, this MMA training. Every day I come home beaten and fucking bruised, and I'm just <laughs> getting my ass kicked. And then I I, uh, I made a post about it, and you reached out to me, and you're like, well, hey, you know what? That's good. That's That means you're learning. I'm, well, what the hell does this guy fucking know? I mean, like, <laughs> he's the one and only mutualist I've ever known. This guy, for the audience, is the only mutualist that I've ever known, ever, uh, in the in the vast world of anarchy. Um, we've talked a little bit about mutualism, and, and in fact, I uh, through my studies, I've figured out I'm a, I, I guess one might say, mutualist curious. Uh, <laughs> but um, then he reaches out to me and tells me that he's an expert in like 30,000 different forms of martial arts. Oh, I never arts. said I was an expert. <laughs> okay. Because if someone claims they're an expert, they're probably just okay. Well, okay, so you have, but didn't you have, didn't you teach people? Oh yeah, I've trained in the martial arts for like thirty years. Well, there you go. I mean, you've trained in martial <laughs> arts for thirty years. One might assume, maybe you might not toot your own horn, but one might assume that you've picked up a few things along the way. Uh yeah, I, like I've been really into it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm pretty much what they call a martial arts nerd. That's someone that uh, studies multiple disciplines, tries to suck up as much as he can, 
And at one time or another, I mean, I was like, that's all I did. That was my life. It, it was that encompassed the totality of my existence, uh, especially uh, in the 90s when I was really on a roll. Okay, so let, let, let me ask you before you got into it, why okay so in a world of guns why is it necessary to fight i know the i i know why i personally want to know how to fight but why is it important to you or in in a general concept why is it important to know how to fight well i had this in a conversation somewhere with somebody and to me your most powerful weapons are your mind and your body because if, if you're some some fat fucking fud you know who's got the ar and you got a repeating rifle, you know, and you've got an obstacle course or whatever that you're fighting through. I mean, he may have the superior firepower, but he's slow. He's a big ass target, you know. And uh, for me, the reason I got into is like my vision of the society that I thought I was going to be living in. I wasn't going to be needing uh, AR-15s and plate carriers. Okay. You know, this was the society that I thought I was going to live in. Um, up until relatively recently, uh, you know, I've uh, navigated my way through all this. You know, I've pretty much been an anarchist, you know, since I was in high school. Um, Damn. So to me, uh, the physical aspects that come with the martial arts are, are very important. And then there's, of course, there's a whole hand-to-hand -hand aspect. I mean, a lot of people will be saying, I mean, that... Uh, you know, what good is what good is uh, a kick against a gun? What good is a knife against a gun? Well, I mean, it's true. You're not always going to have, you're not always going to have that weapon in your hand. You may need us, you may have it on you, but you may need a second to get it, right? So you may need to, you know, put your fingers in somebody's face, you know, as you take half a step back and draw down. You know, that's just, a, that's just one example right there. Right. Well, uh, and so, you know, uh, if your mind and, and your body are, are honed, so to say, you know, into being, you know, I don't, I don't want to use all these cliches, but a living weapon, then whenever you hold something in your hand, whether it's a hand-to-hand -hand weapon or a projectile weapon, it's just an extension of all your other training put together. Well, um, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's really important. Um, it's it's an extension of your it's ex an extension of your body. Um, I I kind of got scared into it actually. I was reading a uh, one of my buddies. He's actually a status. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, and he yeah uh, they're out there in <laughs> yeah, force. And he kept pushing this book on me. Uh, Concrete Jungle. Concrete Jungle kept pushing it on me. Oh yeah. And uh, are you familiar with it at all? Um, you know, I think I have came across it somewhere, but I, I I've never read it. So he uh in it it talks about okay so it's a, it's a book about um urban warfare in the modern age and like a scenario of like what if uh the government went went away and and now you have to like you have to survive in an urban warfare environment and there was an entire chapter dedicated to uh martial arts and hand to hand combat and they're like what if you get jumped like what if this is a what if what if there is like no range between you and the aggressor? Like, what if they have your hands strapped? Blah blah blah. This is important. Like, what if you get jumped and you're not expecting it? And so that kind of scared me into it personally. Oh yeah, you've got to. I mean, even if you're a, a firearms enthusiast that that carries, uh, you have to be able to. Uh, you have to have the range to be able to get to uh, to get to your tool. You know when it has to happen. Yeah. Um, Self-defense, all the arts, the arts that I primarily studied in 
have always been self-defense oriented. That means they're not sport oriented, um, which, you know, as badass as MMA is, I mean, it's still a sport and there's still rules. Yeah. And like I competed, I competed in American kickboxing back in the nineties, okay. which, you know, I thought was totally badass, but really you're only using your hands and your feet. That's, that's not a thing, nothing remotely considering a self-defense situation. I mean, if you want you and one of your buddies, get in an argument and you go outside and you throw down. Yeah. You're going to be using your hands, feet, grappling, you know, but I mean, out there in the real world, I mean, uh, your fists and your feet are great, but I mean, there's so many more weapons on the human body and to use in, okay. in so many situations. So I'm doing a, my, so I, I'm training with my neighbor and I say MMA, but he's like, it's not, that's not the art form. He's a, uh, he, he, he does um, Taekwondo, Jitsu. He's a wrestler and then a couple other things. I think like uh, I, like a, a little bit of Muay Thai is thrown in there and stuff like that. Um, what are you familiar with? Oh, wow. Um, the things I've trained extensively in, um, I started out in Kajikimbo. And I've, I've studied a couple styles of Kajikimbo. It's an eclectic American art. It started after World War uh, II with a bunch of uh, black belts got together. And they needed to uh, defend their little settlement out in Hawaii. Okay. And yeah, you uh, told me a little bit about that just briefly. Yeah, so it, yeah it's an eclectic style, and so that kind of kept my mind open to you know all the things that would come around. It was the, the branch of it that I studied. Both branches were pretty much hard styles. They were they were karate like at times. Um, so yeah, I started out in Kajikembo, and then um, but uh, one of the teachers was competitive kickboxer. And so when we sparred, you know, we kickboxed. So uh, that was kind of where I got my start into like uh, self-defense oriented uh, martial arts and um, the sport aspect of it in Kajikimba. And from there I studied, um, I ended up at a Shotokan school for a while. That's how I started um, was Shotokan. I love Shotokan. Yeah, well, what it was is that um, my teacher split and the one that was, the higher rank and the, he wasn't the fighter he ended up uh, hooking up with the Shotokan teacher and so I had to relearn all the shit and uh the Shotokan version of all this stuff which was cool and I, I retained some of it the advanced stuff I retained um and then I kind of went on hi hiatus for a few years you know I mean I was like I don't know 21 or something <laughs> at this point yeah um and then I got back into it a few years later uh when I started training with uh the other the other guy that the guy that taught me kickboxing. And so he introduced me to this guy who, um, who taught Jikundo concepts, which was um, the art that Bruce Lee started and <laughs> yeah. Guru Daniel Inosanto uh, perpetuated it. And um, so I started training there and um, I got heavily into uh, the Thai boxing, the Wing Chun, um, got heavily into the Philippines. Damn, Wing Chun? Oh yeah, man. It's, it, it's pretty awesome for, uh, for its range. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty useless with gloves on, but uh it, it's got some pretty good stuff in there. I was I was pretty obsessed with it for about a year or so. I mean, you're not going to get in a um, bar fight with gloves on, you know? Right, right. That's, I mean, a lot of Bruce Lee's punches were actually uh, – he didn't rotate the fist a lot of times. He would keep that, that uh, vertical like open fist. open palm, like – Which is how – well, uh, you know, instead of – you know how when you throw a punch at the, at the final point, you rotate your hand and yeah. – uh, yeah, yeah, your fist is is is, is horizontal, but oh, so he's he's, he used he's a lot vertical of, fist. Yeah, he used a lot of vertical fist. Even the old school boxers back before they had the heavy padded gloves on and they went bare knuckle. A lot of times they used vertical fist too. Really? 
they, they weren't they weren't yeah they weren't always rotating because you weren't trying to use you weren't trying to hit with everything you had every punch because you're liable to break your hand so they okay. weren't getting in when they start when they start putting the gloves on them they started getting more rotation in on uh to to generate more power okay it became a necessity yeah okay okay uh, okay. I didn't know that about uh, Bruce Lee. So, yeah. Um, so obviously, if you see, see some of his movies, I mean, you'll see some some traditional, what you would call like a boxing right cross, but that's because he also uh, studied Muhammad Ali's movements. So he, he got <laughs> Jack All Dempsey right. and Muhammad Ali were his two two guys he learned boxing from, but he never met either one of them. So I mean, the man that. floated like a butterfly and stung like a bee. What are you going to do? Like, you got to learn from the best. Yeah. Yeah, he actually would project... Muhammad Ali, like on on the wall, like with with the you know old ass film projector and shit, and mimic his movements. Okay. So, yeah, that's how Bruce Lee got a lot of his footwork. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, and I also learned of uh, French boxing there, and we did shoot wrestling, and uh, that's when Brazilian jiu jitsu first jumped off. But I'm not really um, I'm not like great at like uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu or shoot wrestling. Uh, my grappling is pretty much a survival grappling. Uh, so let's see. What else have I, was I into um, pretty heavily? So I got out of it again for a couple of years. I had some uh, personal issues that I got out of it. And then um, I came back into it and um, pretty much picked up where I started, you know, practicing the JKD, doing a lot of uh, practicing my hard style. And then, uh, of course, doing my kickboxing. And then, um, then I ended up at another JKD school. And, I heard um, okay, so I heard that Jeet Kune Do was the best, and I uh, that was Bruce Lee's baby. Like Bruce Lee developed it himself, made it himself, and he like studied a bunch of different martial arts, and then was like, "This is the best from all of these different skills." What do you think about that? Uh, that's, yeah, that's the criticism. He, he, uh, something like that. He took like uh, thirty different arts and put them together into his version of it. But the version that I studied was based on um, a. a um, Dan Inosanto grew off of what Bruce Lee did. He, um, you know, Bruce Lee didn't do patterns, you know. If you're like, here, practice the stick pattern, you know, so you can learn the stick pattern, so you can learn how to use these sticks more fluidly. Um, Bruce Lee didn't really believe that. He didn't believe in doing that kind of stuff because he thought you would get stuck in these classical patterns, which was his biggest critique of, like, classical kung fu is that they were too busy practicing their forms and not practicing fighting, which, you know, there's, the, there's a time and place for both aspects of that. You got to know, you got to know, you know, what works in the real world. And you get then when you do forms and stuff like that, I mean, that's to develop a, a different skill set. When, when I do my forms, which I, I try to do at least a couple times a month, so I don't forget them. Um, I, I'm, I'm working on a different skill set. I'm not necessarily thinking about beating somebody's ass when I'm going through my sets. Why? Like, uh, like what's the, yeah, where's I mean, the mindset at? Oh, well, your mindset is um, you're definitely fighting, but it's, I don't know, uh, movie meditation a lot of times is, is the, the word you'll hear when it comes to like forms and stuff, especially after you after you know your form is really good. You don't even, you kind of zone out and go through these motions. I mean, you are seeing all your opponents. You, you know where your opponents are coming from and you're going through these prearranged movements. But uh, for me, what I learned from forms are things like, um, you know, balance, shifting, concentration, Stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I'm now just to be clear, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a huge advocate of throwing all your time into forms, but to me, it's a 
it's a different it's a different um, it's a different workout. It's a different mental experience when you practice uh, traditional type martial arts. So okay, so the way that I approached my current instructor was, hey, I need to know how to fight, and it's it's um it's my uh, it's one of my neighbors, and the way he he teaches me is he tells me to shadow box constantly and to find a different combo that suits me from the different art forms that he knows. And so it's, it's all, it's no, none of it is like, like practicing form. Like when I was in Shotokan and like practicing these different like forms to reach a new belt, it's like shadow box and pretend there's a guy there and see what sticks. What do you think oh, of sure. that? Oh yeah. The, you have to, um, you have to shadow box and you have to freestyle. I mean, when I teach somebody, I give them all these tools, I give them basic combinations and I give them required combinations. It's like, yeah, you got to be able to know how to do a one, two, three, you know, you got to know how to do okay. a cover two, three, two, you know, you got to know how to do this stuff, but now go out and now you just freestyle and I'm going to watch you. So, so yeah, okay. it's, it's imperative. Do you have a, like, this is a, and I've, I've, I've been trying to find someone to tell me this. Do you have an end all be all like, this is, this is the art form. Like, this is the style that you need to know. Like, if you know this, you'll beat anyone. <laughs> um, I feel like that's really a common think, a question. Yeah, um, I think, I really think Chikundo Concepts is the, the most encompassing martial art uh, out there. Is that Chikundo? I mean, yeah, Chikundo Concepts. Guru and Santos version of it, I mean, uh, I mean, it covers every range. The only thing they don't do is shoot guns or shoot bows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do, I mean, they'll teach you how to fight with a long stick. Uh, you oh. can fight with a, I mean, you can fight with a knife and then they teach you how to use your empty hands. And then they, you know, in jiu Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, you know, part of the Jeet Concepts umbrella. I mean. Okay. I yeah, didn't know this, that one. I heard that if you go, if you don't know any Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and you go against someone who knows it and who is an expert at it, you will lose. Well, yeah, if you try to find them on their own plane, absolutely, you're going to get crushed. If you don't know anything about it, uh, probably, because, I mean, I mean, if you go high, they're going to go low. If you go low, they're going to try to grab you high. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, if you don't know anything about it, it's, it can probably put the hurt on you pretty easily. Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've fiddled around with it for a few years, and but... That's too much time on my knees. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? My knees are bad from, like, the Army and from an accident. Yeah, so, right. like, I hate grappling. But I, I, I don't know. My, uh, my instructor says it's important to know. So, like, I grapple, Absolutely. obviously. Yeah, me too. Oh, you do too? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, right now, I, I haven't actually, like, done any grappling training in, like, I don't know, probably a year and a half, two years. But, you know, I keep it. You got to know the basics. You got to know how to, you got, you got to know the basic movements and you got to know, plus you got to know what you're up against. Um, and in jujitsu, I mean, um, for me, for me, if you're like actually defending yourself in a life and death situation, um, there's a lot of things that you can do that you don't see in like Brazilian jujitsu. Obviously, you know, you're not, um, you know, gouging people's eyes out, you know, you're not doing all that stuff, you know, you're not, um, reaching up under the mandible you know you're not doing crazy shit like that okay but like in life situation you got to think about when if, if someone's grappling with you and 
you know, you, you, you pull their eyeball out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's fucking real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if I have, if I have one critique on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it's that a lot of it's geared towards, again, it's a uh, competition, you know, okay. it's geared towards the sport aspect of it. Um, you know, the guy, a couple of guys are wrestling around and, you know, it's like, oh, there's, there's a shot. There's a shot. There's a shot. There's a shot. Okay. Forearm into the throat. You know, there's, there's just lots of possibilities there. Now, too good a teacher that teaches you how to use it, like in a street fight, which they should be doing. No jujitsu right, school right. should just be, yeah, no jujitsu school should be uh, geared just towards competition. Um, but a good teacher will, will, you know, show you, you know, how this is going to work in the street and the things you got to look right. for. Because, I mean, if, if you are a jujitsu guy, then you have to watch out for someone trying to light you up any given time. They're going to try to hit you. Right, right. Yeah, um, I, I, know. I heard that was a, a big uh, a critique of Brazilian jiu-jitsu was just competition-based because MMA is really big right now. And that's what my, uh, that's what, specifically my instructor, uh, shit, this episode is ge gearing more towards like critiquing me on my, on my training. But like, uh, <laughs> that's what my instructor is, is trying, because, you know, I came to him in a very specific way, uh, is gearing me towards, and I think the, uh, the audience should be aware of that is, um, ask your instructor or or try to find a training that is geared towards your needs and tell him be honest with him what your um what your goals are you know if you if you want to win a bar fight versus whether you want to win a competition like that's that's on you um i i, I mean am i wrong oh no you're absolutely right i mean uh for, i think um for like a, for an adult that's getting into the martial arts. I mean, you should be, in my opinion, I mean, you're going to do it for the quote unquote art sake of it, or you're going to do it for the self-defense side of it. And I, I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world and you'd be foolish if you're, if you're not studying a martial art to understand how to just take apart the human body. Yeah. I mean, um, I, 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 uh, I, I couldn't, I can't imagine why, uh, I, I haven't done a, besides my instructor now, I, I mean, I did a little bit of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before, and I can imagine why they wouldn't uh, teach you how to fight on the streets with it. Yeah, um, right. So, like, like when I train Jiu-Jitsu, um, it's in a JKB school, so uh, we cover all this other stuff. You know, we've already covered um, uh, standing up, uh, in range, you know, we've already covered weapons, and then you're on the ground. And so this stuff, my teachers are always cognizant of these things. I mean, they got, um, you know, they, they got like all these teaching degrees and all these arts. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. So they understand that uh, you've got to be able to free flow through all this different stuff and that at any range, anything can happen. Like, you know, they know that someone's going to try to hit them when they're on the ground. And so they teach you what to do about that kind of stuff and, and how to, like, if they're trying to punch you or something like uh, when you're on the bottom and how to how to lock that that punch up and stuff like that i mean so okay let's pretend that you're walking into a bar in any situation uh really i mean it doesn't have to be a bar that's just my go-to scenario because of movies yeah, and tv and shit that's not right so a bar fight is one thing i'm more concerned about walking down a dark alley okay so because, you're walking down you know, a dark alley Yes, I like I like to predicate it on that much better because uh, if you do some of this shit in a bar fight, you're going to end up in prison. What do you mean? 
Well, if you rip somebody's throat out in the bar fight, you're going to prison. <laughs> well, That's like some guy, saying. some some guys pushing you around. Okay, so then let's break it down into both scenarios. Uh, and you're walking down a dark alley, and uh, some guys mug trying to mug you. Like, what's the worst thing that he can encounter from you, or from anyone for that matter? Like, what's the art form that he should fear? Uh, the first, you know, that's that's a, that's tough to say because um, when you're doing like like for instance, Taekwondo Khan, I mean, you're flowing through all these different things and you're programmed to do all these different things. So I've been programmed in several different styles. You gotta love the word programming, right? You <laughs> programming so much. Yeah. But for lack of a better word, um, the first thing you gotta do is is to uh, either not get hit or hit them before they hit you. So generally, if they come out of nowhere you're probably going to need to use an evasive, evasive movement first. Okay. Because that's probably going to register quicker in my head than they immediately hit somebody. But now if, you, if they stop you, if they're right in front of you, you know, then it's, then I'm probably going to hit them first. But uh, the, some of the best stuff I like to do is like, um, I put something right in their face. All right. D just, just to make them look right. Put something right in their face, like a, like an open hand finger jab and then, and then kick them low. Like in, like in the thigh or something, like with the, the tip of your shoe or your shin. I would probably do the tip of the shoe because that'll give me more leverage for my next technique. So that's going to bring your hands back down. And then, um, then, um, then some hands techniques will follow after that. Depending on the range, um, it would either be uh, like something open hand into the face or a closed fist to the face. And then um, work in with some elbows and some knees probably. And then, you know, does he have a weapon? Is he the Elbows only are man? fucking gnarly. I, mean, there's, there's, I, I might be impartial because I, I, I like Muay Thai a little bit, and I might be impartial to elbows, yeah. but elbows are fucking gnarly. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're at the only problem with them is that they're right at that intermittent range. You've really got to understand where that intermittent range. I mean, it's kind of easy to throw an elbow and nobody's there because you're so used to fucking punching. Okay. Okay. At least that's happened to me uh, in the past. But um, now just a couple of years ago, I did start training uh, Ty as a standalone. And um, I think I might have got that out of my system. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm, not, um, I'm not like a big, a big power fighter. I like to set people up um, as quickly as possible and then take them out as quickly as possible. You mean like trap I mean, them, uh, like, uh, like, like, like bait them in or something? Uh, yeah, or uh, make them think I'm doing one thing and then do another thing. Okay, okay, okay. That's 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 always been one of my MOs. Uh, I especially like to get them looking up high so then I can strike low, then I can go back up high. Okay, okay. That's one of my favorite tactics. And that pretty much applies to um, everything. It's just, I mean, that, that can apply to like uh, when I'm sparring, uh, competing, or in a street fight. It's just, uh, you just got to use different tools. Like, I'm this not going to finger jab somebody when I'm sparring them. Okay. This is all a big ruse, by the way. There's no audience. I'm just uh, I'm just trying to study my enemy so I can win <laughs> in a competition. No, I... That's all good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, you're enemy, like, uh... not yourself. <laughs> um, okay, so you go high, then you go low. Uh, what about what about a bar fight? I mean, you said that it is completely different. Uh, I mean, what what do you do then? Well, I won't be drunk, so that's the good part. Okay. <laughs> uh, generally, uh, you using lethal force in, in a bar fight, it's just, um, 
you know, it's just not something you want to do because the legal ramifications really suck. Um, usually I would try to use uh, some maneuvering techniques. Like I will like manipulate their body more so than just have to outright hit them, which I actually had to do a couple of times. So that's more uh, you know, of so uh, be my... that's more of um, like guiding them. Like, uh, shit, yeah. what's that art form? I can't remember right now. But, uh, like, like Aikido, I guess. Yeah, like Aikido or Judo, like yeah. using their body against them. You're using their own weight against yeah. them. That's, uh, that's a pretty good thing I like to do, like, in a bar fight. I mean, okay. I've only been in a couple. And, like, in the last, uh, the last oh, time so it you, happened. That's you've thing. actually gotten in, like, real-world fights, like, outside of oh, competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not in a while, but because I, I don't. For me, I don't really hang out in places where I'm going to get in a fight. The only time I'm going to get in a fight, basically, is, like, maybe at a soccer game <laughs> or in a dark alley. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, soccer <laughs> games, you're most likely going to get in a fight. I mean, look at the fans. It's very possible. Look at me. Yeah, I'm a soccer um, fan. Like, you're going to get in a fight. Oh, are you? <laughs> oh, I love Sporting KC. I, I mean, I love them to death. Sporting KC forever. All right, well... Maybe we'll have to hook up when FC Cincinnati heads that way. I mean, like, we'll, I'll lose, that's for sure. Judging by this conversation, <laughs> I will lose that fight. But, like, I mean, like, I'll be I'll be militant. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, watching the game. Oh, okay, all right. You're silly. I know how soccer fans are, man. Oh, well, I'm not that kind of bad. Like, the guy that turned me on to soccer was one of the guys I trained with. And this guy was totally low-key, you know, real mellow. And, yeah. uh, man, get a couple beers in this guy. And he's a fucking soccer hooligan. Oh my gosh, man! Uh, the 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 couple games that I've been to, they get rowdy, rowdy as hell. Oh, and man. I've I've never seen this side of some of the people I went with. <laughs> it is a completely yeah. different side. Oh my goodness. Anyways, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah uh, what, it's pretty good. I like to, um, if I can, if the opportunity is there, I want to redirect somebody's energy rather than take it on head to head. Especially like in, in in an atmosphere like that, you know, in, um, it, this isn't a an all or all or nothing scenario. I mean, this is a public confrontation, you know, in a bar where you know, you you just don't need you just don't need to be splattering somebody's face. So that's the first thing I want to try to do. You know, I want to try to uh, manipulate somebody's uh, energy against them. And um, so yeah. The, this guy tried to hit me a couple times and both times I redirected his energy and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. And he, and he, and he stopped. So, um, I'll, you know, I guess you could say I was lucky or he was just like, the guy knew me. So he kind of knew what I was into, but he was, he was a gorilla too. Mm -hmm. So I was, so, you know, I'm like, oh, good. I didn't want to hit that guy anyway. Well, I was always told that those, uh, those judo styles, the Aikido styles redirecting, weight is uh is better for someone if you're a smaller opponent going against a bigger opponent not saying that you're small just saying that this opponent you said was a gorilla and yeah, i was always he, told that 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 style is is better for a bigger opponent yeah he's a powerful dude and uh, i'm like uh i'm six feet about 185 i think oh okay so we're we're roughly the same um same build um, so what how old you, are you? A 26. I just turned 26. Happy birthday to me. Oh, well, happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, so you're as old as my kids. Oh, wow, man. You really got to make me feel young, <laughs> don't you? 
I know hey, we were. You should feel good. I know we were busting your balls a couple episodes back, and you definitely hit me up about that one. Uh, also, I fuck did. you, fuck you, GI, because I'm sure that was him <laughs> and not me. I would never be disrespectful about someone. But oh, uh, <laughs> one disrespect. Saying somebody's an older dude ain't disrespect. That's what you know. That's yeah. A description. But I will say, uh, or I will ask this: What if someone is just now getting into this? Like they hear this episode, or they're reading the same book as me, or or uh, just randomly decide, hey, I should probably learn how to fight. What? Where do you de- Where do you decide on what to start with? You know, I got to go back to the saying: Walk into the JKD school. I mean, it can be a bit intimidating for beginners, I think, because, I mean, we're talking officially like, you know, nine or ten styles that are usually under the Taekwondo umbrella. But, okay. man, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, really, just year, straight out of the gate. That. Yeah, I mean, in, I don't see why not, you know, because you're going to learn everything. You know, you got jujitsu class twice a week. You got Jun Fan kickboxing twice a week, which is basically like uh, Bruce Lee's version of kickboxing, along with all this, you know, with maybe a little bit of Thai, maybe some uh, some French boxing thrown in there. Or they might have like just a Thai boxing class that you can go to. So you go to jujitsu class a couple times a week. You go to Thai boxing class a couple times a week. You go to um, um, Filipino martial arts class twice a week where you can learn like, you know, sticks and knives. Uh, and then they, they'll always have, like, uh, French boxing, and they'll always have uh, Indonesian lot too. I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot there, but, man, it covers everything, dude. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm, I'm a bit of an Inosanto fanboy, okay? I mean, I've met him a few times. He doesn't know who I am, but I've met him a few times. And, uh, the dude, he just – he knows so much. And, I mean, who knows what Jeekwondo would have looked like if, if, if uh, C. Joe Lee would have lived. But uh, what what Inosanto did did with it, I mean, it just it just blows my mind. Okay. So um, I mean, are now, you okay, are you still so, training with Jikundo? Uh, not right now, no. Um, the guy I was training with, I trained at his school for like uh, thirteen years. Uh, um, he closed up shop, but uh, two of his uh, top disciples, he, yeah, he he closed up shop and moved out to Las Vegas. Just uh, he needed to change the scenery. Okay. He's been teaching for like, he's been teaching for like thirty years or whatever. Hey, you know, it's all good. I get it. Um, so his two top disciples, their brothers, their siblings, and uh, so they went ahead and opened up here, um, like near the end. I don't know. I think it was at the end of last year. So I haven't made it out there yet. I mean, do you trust them? Like it's. I mean, I I, I oh, will yeah. say uh, I've had um, I've had interesting trainers in the past. I've had good trainers, um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like uh, the trainer makes the art. Like, um, if you have a bad trainer, you're not going to learn much, and you're going to be skeptical the entire time of as to whether or not this will work. Yeah, we'll touch on that here in a second. But Okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, these guys, um, they're amazing. I mean, they were pretty much uh, – they weren't the primary teachers there because of, uh, you know, they, they both got families, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But they were, uh, but the one guy I was taking private lessons for when I was going for uh, one of my instructor's ranks, and uh, he put me through the ropes. And uh, yeah, I mean, even though he's a, a status, <laughs> you know how that goes. No. Um, oh, no. 
Dude, they all are. Come on. I mean, actually, one of my one of my grandmasters is not a statist. He, I haven't really got it out of him yet because I don't think he wants to type out the word "I'm an anarchist" because he doesn't <laughs> want anybody screenshotting it. Yeah. But uh, he starts sometimes in the middle of class. He goes off on all these. Uh, uh, he, he's from Europe, and so he goes off on all these. Uh, we'll call them conspiracy theories, even though they're probably not conspiracies. About you know how uh, things were really coming to a, a loggerhead in um, in the early 20th century, and that's why we had World War One to kind of like you know kill all the working class people <laughs> off. I mean, so it's, it's a it's business a still, though. You know, it's a business, <laughs> yeah. and you have to recruit students. And it's still like you yeah. have to make a living off of it. I get it, but it still yeah, he's sucks. Totally not, he's totally not throwing it out there, but he's very anti-establishment. And then um, um, the guy that's my capoeira master, he's um, he's from the slums and shit. You know, the favelas down in Brazil. And uh, yeah, he doesn't really. I'm he doesn't sorry. Really trust anybody? You're doing capoeira, yes. like like the dan like the dancing martial art. I used to, yeah, yeah, I used to. Uh, I mean, I was pretty. <laughs> What do you think of it? Now, I've done what I think of it. I mean, it's fun, it's challenging, and it's got like the nastiest kicks. But I mean, I'm not going to try to use it. Okay, the nastiest kicks. I didn't expect that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like a couple aspects of the game. I mean, some of it is like you know all your gymnastics and all that shit, and then the other part is like you know these unbelievably powerful kicks that they have, and uh, it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I was pretty. I was. Yeah, I was pretty heavily into it for a hot minute. Um, you know, when you train in martial arts for so long, man, you need something to kind of um, to give you a little extra spark. Because I mean, I can only throw the same combination so many times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the reason I picked up a three section staff. That's the reason I picked up tiger hook swords. Just something to keep keep me into it. You know. Even I can fresh. play around with this shit. Yeah, I can play around with this shit. But when it comes down to business. I can go do this other shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, actually, during during lockdown, the only people in my town that were training were the Capoeira people. Because they're like, really? oh, fuck this shit, man. It's like, come over to my backyard and we'll, and we'll train. And I'm like, I'm like, wow. well, I haven't done it in about two years. My Hell knees are yeah, shot. Man. Are you sure? Yeah, go so dancing Brazilians, was, man. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like living in fear, and this dude's like, "Oh man, fuck that! Just, just let's show dance, up. baby. Like, let's dance." Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I I didn't. I guess I didn't get that far either. On. So yeah, I've also done capoeira, and I mean, I I've fenced. I mean, I've done uh, uh, kendo, katana. I mean, yeah. But the only thing I haven't really done much of is um, like your real like real kung fu. You know, the only Kung Fu I did was uh, I did Wing Chun. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Kung Fu is cool. And, you know, I would like to fool around with it a little bit more, you know, but. Um, Wing Chun's badass, man. They have the that. Yeah. They have that fucking wooden, uh, like, pegboard that you just fucking strike all the time, man. Yeah, the wooden dummy. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with someone who knows Wing Chun. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, what's the downside mm -hmm. to that? Well, there, there's downsides. There's downsides to any art. The thing about, okay, so let's talk about martial arts and teachers. Okay. okay. So let's okay. talk about this. Okay. So I, I really do believe that you can pretty much learn any martial art and learn how to fight with it and be effective with it. But the key is that your teacher understands how to use that style in a real world scenario. 
Now, if he knows all this shit and doesn't know how to actually use it in, in a self-defense situation, then he needs to he needs to sell himself as somebody teaching whatever forms or board or, or um, you know art, quote unquote. But um, like you could go to learn, you could go to a Wing Chun school and you come out of there being a badass fighter if you understand that if someone's going to go for your legs and try to take you down or if someone's going to try to fight you from a distance with kicks, you know, and if you learn how to fight against all that stuff, then yeah, your, your teacher knows how to fight against all that shit. He knows how to stop a grappler from taking you down. He knows how to work inside the kicks and use the Wing Chun. Absolutely. Then you're going to be a great fighter. And I, I, I'm very much convinced that it's not so much the style as it is the teacher. You know, you see karate, you watch some people doing some forms and something, and you're like, oh man, that ain't shit. That's just people going through movements. It's like, okay, but now this guy knows what all these movements mean, and he knows how to use all these movements. So th that means that he knows how to fight because those guys in Okinawa, they knew how to fight. They were fighting samurais. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh, so, yeah, it's very much about finding a teacher that knows his art and knows what you're going to be up against using that art. I'm not a real big fan of just throwing myself into one art. I mean, so your, your buddy, your teacher, has studied all these different styles, right? Yeah. That's great because uh, I think you're a fool if you just think that your one style is going to win every fight. It's the end-all, be-all. I mean, That's there's wrong. Four ranges of yeah, right. Okay. There's four ranges of combat. Okay, and then you have like short weapons, long weapons, and then projectile weapons. Okay, so if, if your hand-to-hand -hand style doesn't cover those, those four ranges, I mean, your style is incomplete, and you're going to be in trouble if, if the, when the shit hits the fan. Because not okay. everybody's going to sit there and, and fight you with Taekwondo rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so you, you, you endorse Jeet Kune Do as like the like – Right from the beginning, if you're going to learn something, I need to start learning how to fight right now, get into Jeet Kune Do. But you said there's four areas of of uh, combat that you need to know. What yeah, four are the, ranges. There. Four ranges. Okay, what are the best in each range? Okay. Uh, for kicking, I think your long-distance kicking, I think your best style is this French boxing. French boxing. Yeah, I know you probably don't know anything about that. Negative. It's, uh, I'm good. Okay, well, it's Savat. Um, it's kind of like Taekwondo, only they throw a lot of kicks to the legs, too. Okay. So, okay, so, yeah, you, you can uh, research all of that. Um, so, like, even people like Paul Vunak um, and Burt Richardson's, I mean, a lot a lot of their stripped-down versions of Taekwondo will still include Savat kicks. So. Okay. That right okay. there tells me something. I mean, Paul Vunak is one of the nastiest teachers out there. Um, and now, um, fisticuffs, I mean, you're looking at punching range. I mean, you got to go with, with like Western boxing. I really believe that just Western straight boxing, up boxing, just straight regular boxing. Straight yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm a little partial to it because I box so much and I had a couple boxing matches. But I mean, I just don't, I like Wing Chun, but the punches, it's, it's more of a short range punching game. Um, you know, and like I said, I don't really know a whole lot about like northern style kung fu or choily foot or any of that kind of stuff that uses like long distance punching. So um, I can't really critique any of that. But uh, yeah, straight up, all the stuff that I've that I've learned, um, Western boxing is probably the best thing for your fists, for your hands.
Uh, and then you get into like um, your third range is kind of tricky because I mean that's like elbow and knee range, and then hooks and uh, an uppercut range. So what do you think about um, Muay Thai? So I don't really think there's. Well, yeah, your Muay Thai elbows and knees. I mean, that's a great place for them right there, and that's also a good place for Wing Chun. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. Um, so Mo Wing Chun. What's the difference between Muay Thai and Wing Chun? For I mean, I, oh, I'm ignorant to Wing Chun at all, but I heard that it was one of the most badass ones there is. Well, it's it's a punching art primarily. It's mostly using your fists quickly, and it does a lot of trapping and uh, and controlling your opponent's hands and redirecting their energy and uh, a lot of quick, snappy punches. Um, so it, but it's not like you're not getting that big hip rotation. You know how like in when you throw a right cross, you got a lot of hip action in there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to see that. So you're not going to get that kind of power. You're not going to get that kind of range on a Wing Chun punch. Now, if you look at like Bruce Lee's Jun Fan Kung Fu, he did incorporate a little bit more of that kind of stuff in it. But that's another story. Um, so yeah, Wing Chun is a, it's a short range punching style and it works really good. But when I, when I get to that spot, so when I when I get to that inside range, I'm definitely going towards Muay Thai because, um, you like you said earlier in the show, man, elbows and the knees. I mean, I mean that right there. That's those are money makers right there if you connect. Yeah, you get inside and then you fucking you work at you work at them, man. If you get inside yeah. them, and you close the gap, that's all money when it comes to Muay Thai. All elbows and knees, you're fucking golden. Yeah. In my opinion. Back like yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You know, um, I would say about 96, 97, um, I, I was heavily into Thai boxing. And, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's how I ended my fights. You know, well, I didn't actually get any fights, like, nor I had to use it. But when I'm working inside and going, you know, and drilling and stuff, I'm going, I'm working kicks, I'm going hands, I'm going elbows, I'm going knees, I'm taking them and I'm throwing them, you know, and then I'm kicking them with a final kick just for good measure as before i was in like all the grappling styles i mean now okay. you can go like yeah now you know now you go you, you start with your kicks you're working with punches go to your elbows and then say you do a sneak around where you go behind them and then you take them down so okay that's a that's a good way to finish too but uh yeah so yeah i like uh tie boxing for that third range and um you know i gotta i gotta really go with brazilian jiu-jitsu for the for your grappling game for takedowns and on the ground i heard it's I the mean, end all be all when yeah, it comes I mean, to grappling. Gracie, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the, um, the founder of that style, you know, old man Gracie, I mean, I know I know some Japanese guy brought Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, created Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so to say, but, you know. Um, it really breaks my heart. I mean, I'm, I'm Japanese, and, like, I got to give it up to the Brazilians, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, the old man Gracie, he came in that style. He got a good grip on that. He's uh I mean, not only did he, did he use, like, Japanese uh, jiu-jitsu, he also uh, studied sambo and, and American wrestling. He put all that stuff into uh, what we call Brazilian jiu-jitsu today. Yeah. So, I mean, you really can't beat that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now, I, I actually have probably have more experience in, like, um, ju um, judo and, and, and Japanese jiu-jitsu than I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You but, did judo. Um, that's just kind of what... Well, Kajikembo incorporated judo. Would you recommend it? Because I, I wanted to do my mom did judo when did judo in Japan. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah uh, when she still lived there, I, I, I considered it when I was trying to get back into martial arts. I did Shotokan, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. 
And uh, I was thinking, you know, I, I've always, I've been a, I was a smaller guy. I'm, I'm average now, but I, I, I grew up a smaller guy and I still have that smaller guy mentality. And uh, yeah, I've always true. been like into redirecting someone's weight. I mean, would you recommend judo? Oh yeah, I would. I mean, definitely. I mean, you can learn a lot from judo. I mean, you take somebody down a lot of with a lot of those judo throws. I mean, <laughs> that's about game over. All you gotta do is drop a knee on them after that, and then okay. it's pretty much lights out. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any problem with judo or uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu. I just, I do think that uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is superior. It's superior. Okay. I mean, like, that's what my instructor's teaching me now. He's white, so I'm not going to call him sensei because he doesn't want to be called sensei, but that's what my instructor's calling me now, or is teaching me now. Um, what? So when you bring bladed weapons into play, I know that I saw you I saw you in a video with, um, I think it was two, kukri, two kukris, but when, when does bladed weapons come into play? Because I, I tried to ask a couple people about it, and basically it was, uh, the conclusion was, there should never be a bladed weapon. If you see a bladed weapon, draw your gun. Um, it should only be like either you're, you're fighting with your hands or you're drawing your gun. You should never bring a knife into play. So what do you say to that? Um. Is there an appropriate time to draw a knife? Oh yeah, I'll draw one if, if there's two people roll up on me. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, so why shouldn't I draw my gun instead of a knife? Like, what what oh, can my knife do that my gun can't? Oh, absolutely nothing. Really. So, I mean, so my gun will do just well without a knife. I don't need to draw. I don't need to carry a knife. I mean, for utilitarian purposes, you might need to cut something. <laughs> I mean, besides like a Gerber, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't carry a gun, but I do carry a knife. Okay. And that's that's just because it's kind of what I've always done. You know, it's it's kind of like teaching an old dog new tricks. Like I used to inspect homes. And I would have uh, I would have a tanto, and I'd have a set of brass knuckles on me, but I wouldn't have a gun. It's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, what yeah, do you yes, please feel free to laugh, and and I hope all the listeners laugh too because it's just fucking ridiculous. Do you, I mean, do you carry now? In my opinion, in, in my uh, if for my personal curiosity, par pardon me, I'm ugh, I'm stuttering. Uh, for my curiosity, Sorry? do you carry now? No, I don't carry a gun. Okay. Do you, re I mean, do you recommend it though? Oh, sure. I'm, I'm, of course. I mean, if you feel, uh, if it makes, if you feel comfortable with it and that, uh, you think you need to, or hell, I mean, if you think you want, if you want to carry a gun. So why don't you? <laughs> I hate saying this, uh, cause I don't need to. Okay. Okay. Now, I mean, now, man, now when I say that, that's because I'm preference. not going to. <laughs> no, it's just I don't um I don't really see myself in many scenarios where I actually need it. You know, that's all. Okay. I mean again, preference is preference. Um now, I, currently I, still... I don't. But now that doesn't mean two months from now that I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still think that if you do carry for the audience, not for you, if you do carry, you still you still should learn how to fight because 
I mean, oh, yeah. are you seriously going to draw in every single situation? Like some guy's talking shit and you're going to draw a gun on him. You're a fucking, you're a fucking prick and a fucking pussy. Like that. That's just it. Yeah, I would go with the, I would go with the, the pussy part. Cause I mean, you know, I guess I, you know, I'm kind of old school, you know, uh, we didn't go, we didn't draw guns back. I mean, we didn't, even, you know, we didn't carry guns back in the day. We certainly didn't open carry guns back in the day. I mean, yeah. we got in fights, we, we slugged it out, you know. And, yeah, and talk like you know, a man. You better act like a man. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. You better hold your but fucking yeah. weight if you're gonna talk shit. Um, I, but again, like I'm, I I worked in a prison for three years, and I have that prison mentality. Like, talk shit. You better fucking own it, dude. You better absolutely. fucking. You better fucking back it up, baby. Yeah, I know. It's just like, uh, you know. So I don't. I don't talk shit. You know. People get online, they like to talk tough. Uh, people want to be tough in real life. It's like, eh, you know, if, if I really have a problem with somebody, I'm going to put them to the point where they're going to challenge me. And then yeah. then that's a different story, you know, because I'm not going to challenge anybody. Actually, there's one person I, I wanted to challenge, but um, but I better not. Just because really? Just, uh, just personal matter, man, you know, and it is martial arts involved, but. Okay, so that, you're, my, uh, you're super zen. That's like, my albatross. Your zen is where, is where I want to reach. Like, I'm, I, was a, I was an agent of the state for a long time. I lived a life of violence for a long time. And then I, I wanted peace, and I wanted to live with, you know, with balance in my life, with peace in my life, and I, and I wanted to avoid violence at all costs. And so... That and 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 honestly, from what you've posted and what in the conversations we've had, that's the life that you seem to live is is a very balanced, peaceful life. What that's has this person done to really fuck up your Zen? Uh, well, you know, we were uh, we were best, we were pretty much best friends. He was someone that I really looked up to, and then um, it came down to it, came down to uh, you know. Um, it was a moment of truth kind of thing. It's like, uh, are you, you want, I mean, are you on the side of truth, you know, and your old friend, or you want to try to save face? Okay. And he, he decided to save face with, uh, this organization that, um, that we had both joined. And wow. so, uh, yeah, it sucked. I could tell you about it some other time, but no, I, yeah, I don't you really don't have to. We don't have to have it on public record. It's actually like, it's kind fine. of heartbreaking, so I, I, it's hard for me to talk about it, really. No, it's it's cool, man. Like, I get it. Like, ah, man, that sucks. I'm sorry, dude. I appreciate it. But, I mean... Um, uh, but now, you want to talk about, like, living a life of peace and all that. Um, it took me a long time. I mean, um, I know you don't really know anything about my background and all that kind of stuff, but... Um, You're very secretive. Like... Yeah, as you should be. I don't, but... I don't mean... I, I don't mean to be, but, you know, I mean, everyone's got a story and, uh, really, uh, this phase of my life that I'm in now, you know, really, and who person I am now, um, really came about, I think it was like, uh, 16, 17 years ago. Before that, um, I had a lot of strife in my life and some of it was, um, you know, external elements and sometimes, um, sometimes internal elements, you know, choices that I made, not always the best choices. I mean, I was pretty wild. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, so, so, but now, I mean, um, so yeah, that was um, 17 years ago, I think. And that, that's actually when I started 
I'd, I'd been away from the martial arts for uh, three or four years. And I think three of those years, I really wasn't, um, I really wasn't doing shit, sitting around smoking like mass quantities of weed and drinking and shit like that. Um, but then I just, uh, one day, man, I just uh, was like, man, you know what? Fuck this shit. And I quit smoking, quit smoking cigarettes, quit drinking, and uh, just started training again. <laughs> okay. I mean... And that's kind of where the, the person I am now and where I'm at now is it pretty much started on that day. It's just willpower. Yeah, I was just kind of fed up with uh, with my life and uh, my friends and the choices that had led me to where I was. And I was okay. like, you know what? I need to, I need to, I need to become me. I need to quit searching and make it happen and to find it. And okay. I did. And that's where we, that's where we got the whole Zen thing now. Okay. I mean, do you think you found peace? Uh, yeah, as much as I'm allowed to. I mean, are we ever at peace? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm constantly chasing it. Like I'm constantly, yeah. I mean, I have a beast inside me. And I, I mean, that sounds gay as hell. Like, that sounds so fucking dumb. No, it, it's, but it like, sounds cliche. It doesn't sound dumb, but it does sound cliche. I have a beast inside me. I, I am constantly, like, wanting to... I crave violence. Uh, I, I mean, I joined, I joined the National Guard, and then I uh, joined uh, Corrections as a full-time job and was just... Um, doused i that's not the right word i was uh you know i went to work every day immersed, and immersed thank you immersed in violence every day in the shark tank that's what uh, if you talk to any law enforcement uh agent the correctional officers swim in the shark tank that's what they say and it's constantly just adrenaline rush the moment those doors shut behind you and lock because you can't unlock them that's that's the control center you they lock behind you and you're swimming in the shark tank and so it yeah. just it's violence constantly sure, adrenaline constantly for eight to 12 hours depend or six, eight to 16 hours pardon me depending on how long they keep you every single day five days sometimes six times sometimes seven every single week and and so i i crave peace i lust for peace you know, so I just, uh, I've been wanting to find balance and Zen in my life since I've quit. Right. Any luck? I mean, like I've found some sort of peace. I mean, but every That's now good. and again, the, the beast comes out. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie next week. I'm working with someone who I've worked with before and he is a, a young buck who is a cocky little shit. And I'm anticipating uh not getting along with this person and so it's it's somewhat of a like hey you've been good for almost a year now you've had you've never had a physical negative altercation with another person for almost a year it's june by the way that's that's my cutoff date uh All when right. i when i quit uh working at the prison and I don't want to go back to that place. I, I want I want peace in my heart, and I want balance. And I don't want to fight fight this guy. I mean, I fucking might, because this guy's a, a, a fucking dickhead. Oh, I know, man. I know. I keep thinking, uh, what happens when I run into so and so? You know, at some uh, at some gathering or something. It's like, 
Yeah, that motherfucker better not put his hand out to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shaking. I, I'll fuck him up. Like, I, I'll fuck him up and I might go too far. That's the thing. Like, I might not stop. And uh, I pray to God I won't win that fight. Maybe he might be stronger than me. And I pray to God I don't win because I'll, I'll keep going. Like, I'll fuck him up. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think uh, the situation that you'd put yourself in, you know, with work and all that, that's just not a good environment. I mean, yeah, I know. It's it's a it's a very like um it's a I'm what, glad what you got it? out of it. Thank you. I, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't know you before, and uh, you know, uh, I reached out to you like I don't know a year and a half ago or whatever when I saw your logo and stuff, and uh, and that's when we started talking, and uh, you know, you gave me some of your story, and uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. A, I that's, asked you if you were a no shit mutualist. I never met one before. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been in, uh, I've pretty much been in mutualists. God, I don't know for at least 20 years or so. I mean, it kind of took me about four or five years to really, uh, figure out, um, what I thought of anarchism economically. Um, but, um, but after reading like all the proud Han and then understanding agorism and all that kind of stuff, um, it very much made sense that that's, you know, that is the economy of anarchy. I mean, that's the book that Dyer Lum fucking wrote. It's called uh, The Economics of Anarchy, and it's it's like, it's mutualism. I mean, so, like, okay, so why aren't more, more people mutualists? I've, I've, you're the only one I've met. Well, I mean, you look around online, you see a lot of people sporting the orange and black, and so, you know, that gives me, that gives me a lot of hope that, um, you know, people. I, are, I haven't met anyone who has sported the orange and black, but you, dude. Seriously. Okay, well, go through some. Uh, I don't know. Go through somebody's friends list or some shit. But like, okay, so why but don't like, more yeah, people you, sport the mutualism? Because like, I know a lot of Unity guys, and yeah. like a lot of ANCAPs who are pro Unity. Like, whatever. If someone wants to have a commune, sure. If someone wants to be a pro like capitalist community sure but um i mean what where do, where does mutualism set itself apart you know i really think the reason that it's it's, more, it's hard for uh the reason that we're such a minority i think is that it's 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 very nuanced i mean it's not all it doesn't have to be cut and dry i mean it's it's anarchism for god's sake it doesn't have to fit into these predetermined molds i mean so, I mean, it doesn't have to be a pyramid structure. Like I see some people uh, look at uh, Ancapistan as like a, you know, voluntary pyramid or, and it doesn't have to be this, um, you know, you don't have any property except your toothbrush bullshit, which I think that's a myth too, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't, you know, um, I think I stated this somewhere else. It's like, you know, mutualism isn't just um, all is for all or, just taxation is that because because really you talk to some ANCAPs and all they you know they talk about like voluntary uh you know working for somebody voluntarily well I work for somebody voluntarily right now so what's the difference between me going and working from this guy and going to this guy and work from this guy and some of these ANCAP societies as opposed to what I have now is just there's no taxation okay is that all you got <laughs> Yeah, I get it, man. Um, but I know, I know there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, I've uh, I mean, when I when I got online like in 2007 or whatever, you know, and I saw the ANCAPs, and I was like, um, I didn't even know ANCAP existed actually. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> and when I got online, I was like, what's this? Um, I mean, I'd read, um, I've read some Rand before because uh, I'm a huge Rush fan, big fan of Neil Peart. So uh, she was actually one of the first uh, libertarian uh, people I ever, ever read was Anne Rand. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so that's one of that's like my dirty secret. Before I was even uh, before I was indoctrinated at all, I read some Anne Rand, and uh, and of course Orwell. Okay, we'll have to go through my uh, my anarchist story one of these days. It's, it's yeah, kind of yeah. long. It's kind of a long and windy road. GI would fucking murder me if I didn't include him in your anarchist story. Like if I didn't have him on to question you about this, he would actually drive up from. I'm not going to tell you tell you where he's from but he would drive up and murder me who gi yeah he like he wants to talk to you oh yeah <laughs> i know where he's from yeah he would murder me if i didn't include him in that conversation yeah then we'll have to uh we'll have to arrange that yeah <laughs> talk more uh, in anyways, depth like about said, mutualism yeah i i i know i've listened i've heard you guys i've listened to about half your podcast at work um so yeah, back to mutualism. It's like um, it's just not. It just doesn't fit in these tidy little things, you know. I mean, and there could be, and you can have something that is more property based in mutualism, and then you can also have something that's more communalistically based in mutualism. It all depends on what the community voluntarily wants to do. So um, that's my take on mutualism. I think that there's a huge middle ground between Ancapistan and Ancomtopia that uh, mutualism can branch out into both of those and take the best of both and still remain its own entity as the original uh, economic form of anarchy. Okay. Did you write that, write that down? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I, uh, I do, ag I, I mean, like, you know, you know that I'm on the unity train. Um, I mean, apparently a lot of the mainstream LP is on the unity train right now. I mean, how do you feel about that? um that's fine i mean it is it's called unity for a reason i mean we have to uh put aside our disagreements i mean uh i mean i've been an indoctrinated anarchist for like uh, i don't know over 25 years um but i also have always been pragmatic as well you know uh, just like i'm not you know i'm not going to uh go down the street uh you know openly fighting the state i'll fight it in subversive manners as opposed to taking it head on. But I mean, you've got to be, you got to be realistic and people uh, sporting the yellow and black and the people sporting the red and black need to realize that your numbers ain't shit when you look at all these statists around here. I've always said that strategically is that you're not going to fight this alone. You're not going yeah. to win alone and you're not going to be like, do you want to fight two different uh, sects or do you want to fight the government together? Right. And, and really, I mean, if we're looking at um, an, an, an anarchist society, then we don't all have to be the same. It's like, that's part of, part of the part that just drives me nuts. It's like everybody thinks that, okay, let's just say the USA all of a sudden um, becomes an anarchist society, right? Who says it all has to be um, Ann Compton? Or who has to say it all has to be, uh, you know, Ann Capri? It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, what about voluntary association? Right. I mean, I like if if I lived in the some hardcore ANCAPs, uh, Hoppian ANCAP zone, I would gladly move across the way. That's just me. 
you know, I, you know, cause I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be around those kind of people, but if they wanted to all have their little thing, then I'm out here. I'm going to go to like one, uh, one zone over and see what's going on over there. I it's all it, about, voluntary, yeah, it's all about voluntary association. I mean, everything about anarchism is voluntary. I mean, Kropotkin said it, Rothbard said it. I mean, boom. I dig if it, it. If it's compulsory, it's, yeah, if it's compulsory, it's not, it's just not anarchism. I don't, I don't yeah. care who says it. It's all and, about voluntary yeah. interactions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I've don't never voted. Your ideals. Don't force yeah. your ideals on anyone. Yeah. Right. Um, that's part of the thing that kind of, um, I had a lot of interaction, um, on Facebook, on the left side of Facebook, otherwise known as left book. Um, <laughs> I spent a lot of time, <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time on there and, um, man it just drove me crazy it's like um i mean it's like i mean you're either okay you're either an authoritarian or you're not okay don't tell me i have to think this way um i don't have to believe everything somebody else believes but you know what i have no right to tell them how to live their lives or what to believe i'm certainly not going to impede them living the life as long as it, you know as long as that life doesn't impress upon somebody else it's just it's not my fucking business I will. Uh, I will uh, derail the train a little bit. Are you going to come back to Instagram? Uh, I tried to make a new account and I couldn't. Yeah, I had to make a new account from a burner phone. Uh, yeah, I, I heard you uh, were digging through your drawer or some shit. Oh yeah, I found a, a ten-year-old phone. Is. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> actually, here I'll. It's full of cracks, and I uh, duct tape the camera. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, duct tape the camera. All right. Watch out for the aliens. Well, okay. So they the the new Instagram terms and conditions are we have to have access to your camera at all times. No shit. Okay. I, I hey hand to God, man. But uh, uh, my my last question to you is uh, and it's a personal question. I'm I'm sure the uh audience that might may or may not get anything out of it um i am thinking about getting back into shotokan because i had previous uh training in it do you recommend it or do you recommend i just get into jeet kune do i think uh, you train with your with your buddy the guy that you're training with now train with him and go do shotokan because i mean the traditional styles do have stuff to offer you know, like every day when I'm at work, I use more aspects of like a traditional martial art, you know, like just like walking, balance, body dynamics, uh, leverage. Um, I probably use for like my day-to-day -day existence, like a lot of the classical stuff, I tend to use, will use that more than like what I use for combat. So I, I would not... Um, just like, you know, I was actually thinking about going up here and take on Taekwondo just for shits and giggles because, you know, I didn't have anything else going on. I didn't do it, but it was going through my mind, right? I mean, I've done Taekwondo before, but um, I only did it like on the side for like, I don't know, six, seven months, whatever I was bored. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I wouldn't base everything on it, but if you want to do it for like, like a hobby, or, you know, personal growth and development, there's no problem with that. But if you're worried about 
fighting, then um, you need to keep working on your fighting. If you've got enough time to work on your skill set, your combative skill set, and your martial quote unquote art, then do them both. Okay, okay, okay. Would you? All right. I mean, I, mean, I told you. I, I mean, I did Capoeira for like six years. I mean, I'm not going to be busting that out on anybody. You know what I'm saying? I did that <laughs> yeah. just for. I just did that for you know for myself. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna break out the dance moves. I get it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I was doing that, and at the same time, I was doing some hardcore kickboxing, and you know, became instructor level. So there's that. Will you be willing to come back on? with G.I. and Cato to talk extensively about mutualism. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, would, do you have a, would you like to plug uh, your Twitter and uh, anything else? I don't know if you're on MeWe or Minds or anything like that. Uh, no, I am just on, um, I still have a Facebook page because I've been well-behaved on there after being suspended. Uh, hey, God, excellent. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, Anarchy or Death on Facebook, and then Anarchy or Death on Twitter, and then the at is at Anarchy or Death 1. I'm sorry, it's Anarchy and Gray on Twitter. I switched that, so I wasn't so scared. I don't understand how they sucked mutualism aid, but they let Anarchy and Death slide. I mean, Because come on, they're fucking douchebags, dude. They're fucking I mean, douchebags. That, that was like an educational page and shit. You know, I was like spreading different you know, some of the stuff that I've learned and, you know, stuff that I'm still learning, you know, sharing that with people. And Dude, they zuck that page, but they you, leave my, my edgelord page alone. It's like, what? When you followed me, I was like, I, I texted GI immediately. I was like, yo, did you hear about mutualism? Like, I've never heard of this. And they were like, oh yeah, mutualism is dope. Like, mutualism is fucking rad. Like, this is this and this and this and this. Oh, okay, cool. And then I texted him. Hey man, are you a no shit mutualist? Like blah blah blah. <laughs> that I I've never heard of mutualism until I until you followed me and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I don't know what this is at all. Well, so, good. There's my con there's my contribution to the non-arc. Yeah, dude. I uh, I'm I'm really pissed that they took you out, man. It's all good. I mean, I'm kind of I kind of got uh, what I got going on now and. You know, I, I'm not taking it too terribly seriously because Twitter is a uh, Twitter is a different animal than like than Instagram, and so I just kind of yeah, I just kind of go with the flow. You know, I still keep in touch with everybody, still see some good memes, uh, see what people are doing, and and uh, all the different movements I follow. Excellent. Yeah, well, you man, know, it, it'll work. It'll work. But it's not quite the propaganda machine that I that I prefer. Yeah, dude, it's a fucking different algorithm. But like I. I'm very grateful that you're keeping this unity unity train going. I welcome it. I encourage it. And I hope that everyone else joins on it now that it's mainstream. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to talk about um, this and uh, that and mutualism. And we can talk about whatever. Just uh, just hit me up. Just let me know. Um, I can pretty much make uh, make it happen. I am pretty busy right now but i can i can fit in an hour or two yeah dog you let me know when you're done uh moving and when you're not busy anymore and i got you bro cool man all right all right we the animals take control